Welcome to The Nine Design, a podcast where we look at all nine Enneagram types in light of our culture as Aussies and our faith as followers of Jesus. I'm Seth, and I'm from Adelaide. And I'm Serena, and I live in Melbourne. And we're excited to have you join us for the very first episode of The Nine Design. We invite you to join us as we dive into the creative ways we've been designed. So this is season one, episode one. We are at the beginning. This is the first podcast of its kind covering the Enneagram and spirituality for Aussies. Here's what we're going to cover in season one. We're going to look at the triads or the centers of intelligence. We're going to explore all nine types. We're going to look at the unseen connections between the different types. We're going to have a question and response time. And we get to interview a special guest. Thanks for listening. It's really exciting to get to do this. And if you find the podcast helpful, we would love you to subscribe and to share it with your friends and leave reviews because that helps more people find us. However you've come upon this podcast, you recognize some of you listening might be young adults who are figuring yourselves out, some of our friends and family, people searching for an Australian Enneagram podcast. Uh, maybe mums and dads who have hit a wall in their self-development and are looking for answers. Or you could just be feeling stuck in life. Maybe you've heard about the Enneagram from friends or co-workers or family members and you're curious. Or you could even be sceptical to the whole thing and you want to hear more about it. Wherever you are, we want to speak to where you're at. So a good question to start off with would be, why are we doing a podcast about the Enneagram specifically for Aussies? In a recent McCrindle study... They found that one in four Australians are spiritual but not religious, and they say they believe in the inward journey of discovering their inner person. The implications the Enneagram has in that space are massive. Right, and and it's not just a new trend, so let's jump on board type of thing. The Enneagram has been around for centuries and it's been helping lots and lots of people. But we wanted to put a clear language around it, particularly for Aussies. Yeah, and we just wanted to create a safe space for people to be able to listen, learn, grow, and participate in a community of like-minded people who are interested in the Enneagram. I like that. And it was through our love of the Enneagram that kind of brought us together, and we had lots of conversations, Mm. you and I, Serena, about um, how this has been helpful to all that sort of thing. And we decided a while back maybe we should – talk more about it and get others involved, interview other people. And the idea of a podcast formed and the rest is history. But my hope for this podcast that we're doing is like a a sketch. Imagine you've got this canvas and it's blank and and we are just sketching out the trees and the, the, the clouds and the landscape. That's like this season one where we are just sketching out what the Enneagram is in, in our context and then the hope would be that we add colors to it and the painter will add more uh, layers of um, depth in there. And that's kind of uh, a really easy way for me to understand or, or at least explain my hopes for this podcast. Mm. Yeah, that's great. I love the way you describe that that big picture of how the podcast would look. And some of our other hopes are that we just want to debunk some of the myths around what the Enneagram is and what it isn't. Um, and we want to help you understand the way you see. We all have a lens or a filter that we look through and it, and it changes the way we process the world, how we experience it and how we present ourselves to the world and how other people experience us. Yeah, it also helps us 
in the health side of things, to be a healthier person, what we're listening to about ourselves um, and how we then take that and reflect it on our relationships um, and uh, marriages, work, places, all that sort of stuff. There's, there's this beauty of uh, authenticity and vulnerability that comes with opening up who we are to how God sees us, how he's made us, and being able to own that but not sit in that and think, well, this is who I am, I'm stuck there, this is it. But then to actually be able to grow through that, that will impact the people around us. And, and that, that to me really gets me excited. Mm, absolutely. And to be able to understand the people in your world better, to love them better. And we just really want to create that community um, in this podcast of people who are just learning, you and I are still learning, and that we're respectful of each other. And that, you know, we choose love despite the differences. And we our overarching hope for this podcast is that we connect you with the transforming love of God, because he's the only one who can truly transform us into being the best versions of ourselves. Right. If, if he's the one that has designed us, has made us a certain way, how good is it to then connect with that and understand how we've been made? So we're going to have a lot of different levels of where people are at listening. Uh, we've got some people who will know more about the Enneagram than both you and I combined and some people who will know very, very little. So could you just share uh, at the most basic level, what is the Enneagram? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we should start with what is personality. Like that can be a really broad topic and a lot of people don't know what is a personality. It's generally thought of as three components to our personalities, the way we perceive the world. So that's the way we take in the world or the way we take in information, the way that's processed, the way we process that, and the way we present ourselves in the world based on the way we perceive and process. So that's generally thought of the basic elements of personality. The Enneagram is like a filter underneath our personalities. It is not this total sum of our personality or who we are by any means. It's just a filter that we see the world through. Okay. So when you say filter, like what, what does that mean? It's a filter. Yep. I love this analogy that a friend of mine, Seth Abram, spoke about on a recent podcast where he said, if you line up five people in a room, five of the same types of personality, and you had a look at them, you would notice that they're all different, all eight different ages and different... Um, preferences and styles and likes and dislikes and introvert, extrovert. and But then you put the same pair of sunglasses on each of those five people. That's what the Enneagram is. Right. Okay. So, so you can have very, very different types of people who mm -hmm. are all looking through the world through the same lens. Yeah, seeing. exactly. Okay. Now, the Enneagram, as you might have seen the diagram before, it's an odd-looking diagram It can sometimes be thought of as like a pentagram, and we know that um, people have some misconceptions about that or some fears around that. But it's basically the word Enneagram stands for Ennea means nine, and gram is just diagram. So it's a nine-pointed diagram. And that's just a really basic way of describing it. It's nine different but interconnected personality types. And those nine numbers are broken down into three centers or three sections. We call them centers of intelligence. Sometimes you can hear, hear about them as being spoken of as triads. So the purpose of the Enneagram is to grow in self-awareness, not just self-discovery. 
Now, there's a big difference between the two. People love discovering things about themselves. Oh, like my preferences. Oh, I like this kind of, you know, ice cream or I love skydiving or I'm an introvert or I love reading books. But people don't necessarily like growing in self-awareness. The difference between the two is becoming aware of those maybe negative behaviors. So you can learn a whole lot about yourself, discover the negative parts of yourself. But until you become aware of them in the moment that you're actually presenting them to the people around you, then you're not truly self-aware. So the Enneagram draws our attention to those places we need to become self-aware. And it illuminates them and gives us a pathway to grow out of them and to grow through them and to, to become a more healthier and more whole person. That's really important. The whole point, we've called this podcast The Nine Design. And the idea behind that is as nine different types we are uniquely wired and made and we're wearing these lenses like you're talking about. But it isn't just so that we can know ourselves and that I can be me better and that it's all about me. We're actually connected. It's like nine points to this crown, right? The, the little logo that we've got is, is a picture of how together we reflect who Jesus is. And as followers of Jesus, we know that Jesus was crowned as the king and he is the king of not only uh, creation, but the new humanity. He is the firstborn, and he is an image of what it means for us to be fully human. And I can't be fully, fully human or reflecting him by myself. I need you. I need others. And so this this idea of being a nine-pointed crown, it's like the the brokenness of us gets to reflect how much we need Jesus, but it also the Enneagram helps us see the the redeemed side of humanity to be able to see their point of view, not just because, oh, they're different, uh, they don't see my way, but to actually understand, no, no, they see it in a beautiful way that reflects Jesus the way that I can't. They actually are able to to show me elements of who Jesus is that I can't show other people. We need each other in that. And that's why I love this idea of uh, understanding not just my own personality type, but getting to step in the shoes of other people. So it was really helpful uh, for me when I went through this process to actually read about every other type before I found out who I was. Um, it helped me not to be inward looking, but I actually got to to understand the people around me. And I love how it reflects God's creativity in how he's wired us all so differently. So how did you get uh, connected to the Enneagram first. How did you get introduced? Mm. Tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, I've always been interested in in self-awareness and, and anything to do with internal growth, internal work. I love words like soul. Um, I love ideas like spiritual direction. I always love figuring out the way things worked. I would then get my hands on personality test. I thought, yeah, that this explains how I work. Of course I love this. And then I would read and I would do these tests and they would be fun to take, but they would kind of give me this kind of bucket that I would be in and I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, but then it would kind of leave me there in those behaviors and I would think, yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, but I want to kind of move away from some of those behaviors that I'm maybe not happy with. So when I moved to Melbourne, a couple friends, they introduced me to it. They said, oh, did you, have you heard of the Enneagram? And I thought, no. And they explained, oh, it's like a personality tool, but it's different. Like it has this thing called levels of health. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. 
I took a few free online tests, which I don't highly recommend. Uh, but then I got two different numbers, which then led me to reading and researching all about the types. As I was discovering my type, I found that there was this whole transformation pathway that the Enneagram gives you in order to get out of those bucket behaviors that, you know, I, I found myself stuck in. So yeah, that that's what led me into a deep dive into where I am today, which is pretty much an Enneagram geek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my story has some similar themes in there. Um, I was listening to this series uh, where the guy who was teaching was talking about who we are, how God has wired us, and how we work fit together with other people. And he, he used the word Enneagram, and he didn't really have heaps of the context around it. He just referred to it, searched it, looked it up, and I thought, strange word, strange symbol, uh, oh, a personality test, no thank you, right? So automatically I thought, nah, I'll leave that for someone else. But the irony is my my ego wanted to know more about me, wanted to hear how great or how... <laughs> not great I was. Uh, and about six months after that, one of my favorite musicians started this series where he was writing a song about each Enneagram type. And so again, it pops up and I'm like, interesting. And he decided to do this podcast, amazing podcast. You got to look it up. If you haven't heard it yet, Sleeping at Last podcast, mm. um, get into it. But in this podcast, he introduced his friend, Chris uh, Hewitts. And Chris explained each type in a way that made me want to be that type. Um, it just in such a beautiful way where he wasn't ripping them down or wasn't um, making fun of the stereotypes that maybe some blogs and podcasts can easily do. But it was very uplifting and refreshing. And it was from that moment that I was I was hooked. I just thought, this is so helpful. It helps me understand who I am, helps me understand uh, the people around me. And that's how I got introduced a couple of years ago. So the Enneagram uh, is a very, very helpful tool. It's helpful for us to step into other people's shoes, to be empathetic, to see uh, ourselves in light of something bigger, to help uh, step out of our coping mechanisms. It's just a very helpful tool that we've uh, really appreciated. However, we found that it can be misused. It can be slightly abused. Um, and so... We have come up with five points, five guidelines of ways to actually use the Enneagram. I think that would be worth sharing. Straight off the bat, we should start by saying the Enneagram isn't the gospel. And we by no means want to misrepresent um, the Enneagram as being anything other than a helpful tool, um, one of many helpful tools that we, we can approach life with. But it doesn't replace the transforming power of the gospel or the message of the gospel and should never become a point of reference. Right. And this is linked in closely to what you're saying about discovering as opposed to being aware. Like just because I know my my type doesn't mean I'm fixed. Like I need mm. the, the working power of Jesus to help me through that. Yeah, absolutely. And for type sixes such as myself, the Enneagram can become a point of reference, something that type sixes can sometimes struggle with is making uh, a set of rules or a set of guidelines or a, um, an authority that is bigger than themselves. They can make that their point of reference and then live their life uh, abiding to that reference and 
um, following those rules. And so for me, that when I first read that, that was quite confronting actually, because it said something like type sixes can make certain things their point of reference, i.e. the Bible or the Enneagram. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) And that really hit home for me. (laughs) And I started to think, was I always going to like the Enneagram? (laughs) Because I'm a type six. Um, But it's something that I've had to be aware of and be conscious of and not just absorb into it, but keeping it in its rightful place. Yeah, that's good. So the Enneagram is not the gospel. The second one is... You, we got to get into it, learn as much as you can, and then don't back away from that. Like, it's going to get hard. Mm-hmm. So you can't just sort of sprinkle a few wise words or read one thing and be like, sweet, I got it worked out. Um, the guideline is dive in deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, for me, was really helpful. So um it took me ages to actually land on what type I am. Uh, I had to read all the different types, and I kept coming back to this one particular type that annoyed me because I just didn't like some of the stuff there. Uh, and then I found out that that is me, right? And this is a type three. Uh, and as a type three, I, I want to look good. I want to come across as like uh, put together and uh, successful. And when I hit some of those hard things that were really hitting the heart of who I am, um, I wanted to give up and move away and just be like, eh, let me find another thing. But to actually push through and to, to get into it was super, super helpful for me to, to identify it and move through those coping mechanisms. So the second one is dive in deep, get into it. Don't just read a couple quotes about the Enneagram. Absolutely. And I've heard some people say, I'm a type two with a seven wing. That's actually not possible on the Enneagram. And we'll explore that later. But that's why we say, if you're going to get into it, get all the way into it. Learn the wings, learn the arrows, learn all the, all about it. Because a little bit of knowledge can be a dangerous thing. So we like to learn all that you can about it and then use it wisely. That's really helpful. And we're going to spend a lot of time unpacking that as it's coming. The The third one is don't take your type on as your identity. Don't sort of say, this is who I am, therefore I can't change, right? I'm naturally more judgmental, so deal with it. Like your identity is more than that. Own your stuff, but don't, you know, live in that as this is who I am. Yeah, I, I have definitely struggled with that as a type six. And you and I have joked about this in the past, but uh, something called success amnesia, which is like the opposite of what a type three has. <laughs> and, but I could then very well might say, you know, I've never done anything good in my life and therefore I never, you know, I never celebrate well or I never sort of look ahead and think, oh, there are good things coming. I forget just easily my past successes, but then that's not who I have to be and where I have to stay. I can choose to remember my past successes, write them down, look over them, remind myself that I am a successful person. I can do successful things. Right. So don't find your identity in your type. We're more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth one is don't type or stereotype people or yourself. Mm-hmm. So there are certain stereotypes, which I'm sure uh, either you have heard or people will hear about certain types. And it's very easy. Uh, I've done this and I, I need to repent from this, but <laughs> where I see someone acting in a very cliche type and I just assume, oh, they must be 
such and such. And then I box them in that. And that's just unhelpful for everyone involved. Um, so that that's not a wise thing to do. Definitely been guilty of this myself. And I have typed my parents, I've typed co-workers and then been wrong on more than one occasion. Thankfully, I've kept most of those types to myself. But yeah, it, it's just <laughs> it's not a good thing to do. And you don't Bottom line is we don't know people's internal motivations. So we will touch on this in future episodes, but often types will display similar behavior, but they're coming from a completely different place. So that is something we've always got to keep in in the forefront of our minds. You can go, oh, because they're acting that way, I reckon they're an eight. But then, you know, I can do some eight behaviors myself. So, yeah, that's why it's really important. And another big thing is we never type children. Right, because kids are still in the process of growing and learning, and yeah, yeah that's that's a really important one to remember. Uh, it's very tempting to try it. Yes, way. absolutely. <laughs> so a good rule there with children, because it can be tempting. A good thing is to hold a few types loosely when it comes to children, and then speak their core longings mm. to your children, and to see what they respond to. Which we will talk about core longings yes. in the upcoming episodes. We will. So please stick around for that. They are worth listening to. Okay, so don't don't type or even stereotype people like that. And the last one, number five, and this one I think is is one of the most important, but work on the Enneagram within a community. This isn't something for just me to go read by myself sit in it and then just dwell there. This Mm. is something, as we've mentioned earlier, it actually is a tool that helps us understand others. And we need others to help us understand ourselves because we've all got blind spots. And 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 I'm saying this... personally, I've got so many blind spots. Uh, like you said, I'm, I'm a type three is opposite to a, a six. I only remember the good things that has happened and often warped a lot better in my mind than they really were. So it's really helpful to have a community around each of us to be able to lovingly uh, shape us in light of who, who we are actually designed to be. Because I learned the Enneagram when I moved to Melbourne, it was a new community I was becoming a part of. And a lot of those people knew about the Enneagram and it was so great bouncing ideas off them and learning about it together and um, finding resources, reading things, passing those things along to each other, th- uh, asking each other questions about their, each other's type and um, both keeping e- each other accountable to growing as well. Yeah, and that I am excited because potentially that is what we are part of here at The Nine Design, to have a community of people around the nation, speaking into this, growing and adding to it. Um, and we're excited because we know we're going to learn from you guys as you are speaking into this, just as much as hopefully we can help you guys grow. So growing as a community, uh, super, super important. So I'll just recap those again. The first one was the Enneagram isn't the gospel. The second one is if you're going to get into it, really get into it. It's going to get hard, but keep going. The third one is don't take it on as your identity. Your, your type isn't you. The fourth one is don't type or stereotype people around you. That's unhelpful. And the fifth one is work on your Enneagram within a community. So there you go, a quick intro to the Enneagram and to why this podcast exists. There's a few things to look forward to. I'm pretty excited about upcoming episodes. We're going to unpack a little more of how to understand and use the Enneagram for self-development and growth. We're going to look at the intelligence centers. We're going to explore all nine Enneagram types. 
which I'm super excited about. We're also going to spend some time looking at the unseen connections between the types. There's also going to be a question and response time where you guys are going to interact and help us shape that. And like I said at the beginning, we are going to end this season by interviewing a special guest. So thanks for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, we would love you to subscribe, share with your friends and leave us a review as it helps more people to find us. And remember, you were designed to reflect the original. Mm